Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Talk Cosmos, insightful conversations, and today is September 17th, just before the autumn equinox, and that centers our focus for today. We have the seasonal panel that began for this year and in the back. We have the entire calendar later, all about this energetic cycle that really denotes life here on Earth and our consciousness as we're mobilizing going through it. The equinox, there's news about it, but it is when light essentially for that moment in time is balanced, equal, because the sun is directly overhead the equator. Now, experiences are all relative, and that moment can shift. It's not like solstices in December and June, where as essentially, in a sense, there's, it hangs out for three days. With that said, balance between light and dark is a metaphysical truth. It's one that permeates many ideologies, and it's part of astrology. So with that said, we are ready for Good Vibrations Panel. Revealing the season's conscious theme, manifesting through the lens of vibrational frequencies for the spring and autumn equinox, Plus the winter and summer solstice, this is your Good Vibrations panel. Hi, I'm Sue Minahan. I'm the founder of Top Cosmos, and I'm an evolutionary astrologer, and I'm studying vibrational astrology. And as you can see on this slide, you can contact me at talkcosmos.com. I also have with me as a panelist, Richard Smoot. He's a certified astrologer in many astrological associations and internationally and a professional astrologer since 1971. He's an astrology consultant, author, a lecturer, and a workshop facilitator, and he can be contacted at astrosmoot at gmail.com. Also, Richard was a recipient of the Community Service Award at UAC in 2018. And I also have Linda Barry, who holds a Bachelor of Psychology and a Master of Science in Social Work, along with her Professional Astrology Certificate, PAC. She studied with David Cochran, who's the founder of Vibrational Astrology, and as many students teaches, and she teaches through her School of the Astrology of Vibrational Energetics, known as STAVE and has classes twice a year, January and June. She also has another site, Astrological Depths, with trans-Neptunian objects. But her uh, website is at, uh, I have it here, oh, right on top, astrosleuth.org. And Linda is quite a master. She created the Frequency Finder. It's an add-on to Sirius, 
And Sirius is the Kepler cosmic patterns that David Cochran created for vibrational astrology, along with everything else. And she's the author of several books that she co-authored with David that really are the bedrock of vibrational astrology. So with that said, she has a school here. It is astrosleuth.org, just to get that straight with people. And you will learn in January and June how to read a chart about evidence-based principles. And she mentors her students. And in addition, Linda provides free, just email her. And that's at Linda at astrologicaldepth.com. An astrological diary is so insightful. It's an ongoing daily diary and it gives about the equinoxes i mean any major event the new moons etc i i strongly recommend it so with all that said i we can begin but generally i'll open with this that nikola tesla futuristic electro engineer said to find the secrets of the universe think in terms of energy frequency and vibration Hello to Linda and Richard. We are beginning our <laughs> our conversation here. Yes, it's quite exciting. Vibrational astrology, I have it on the screen, and Linda and Richard, if you want to bring up comments, but it is evidence-based astrology. Yes? Mm-hmm. Right. There's a huge database of thousands of people, and it's not the cherry-picking, which has its purpose. I'm not negating anything, but this elicits really strong information that shows core essential in energetic consciousness of planets. And these are in fact what they are. And I apologize, life is an ongoing process. And in trying to make this a little bit clear, it got a little muddled as part of the business, isn't it, in life? Because you can't see Uranus and Neptune. But Saturn says it pretty well. Saturn evaluates and determines what's essential and eliminates anything not essential. So with that said, okay, we are ready now. Well, I'll review these quickly. Okay, fine. Linda, hello. I'm ready for everything. Your presentation. Good to see you, Sue. (laughs) Indeed. Am I starting now? Yes, you can. Yes, I know. We're always. All right. Here is a chart for the fall equinox. Now, the the angles on it, this is for Washington, D.C. The angles don't really, they, they change for wherever in the world you are. And the planet pattern is the same, but it kind of turns depending on where in the world you are. But this planet relation, it's the planet relationships we can look at because those are what apply to everybody. So, okay. There is one aspect pattern in the natal chart, um, Sun, Neptune, Pluto. One of the great things about vibrational astrology is we see the aspect patterns that don't show in the natal chart. We know that every two planets has a vibrational relationship between them, whether you see an aspect to them here or not. 
And there are vibrations in which those aspects do show up. Okay. Well, so, then, then if I may yeah. say, um, for the audience, uh, Sue, uh, where you see the real thick lines, those are the important lines. Um, they show uh, the angular relationship that's in force. Um, as you can see here, we have uh, Neptune in the upper right-hand corner is at 26 degrees retrograding in Pisces. And it's directly opposite um, the, the sun at zero, zero, which indicates the, uh, uh, the equinox uh, picture here. So I just wanted to let people know that uh, we're looking at these thick lines. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're especially looking at things that form a triangle. Yes. So, okay. When you have a triangle pattern, you have something that's going to be more obvious. Now, we don't just look at the aspects. Mm. We also look at the midpoints. If I might say, though, yes, you, you had a great synopsis of what the last one meant. And I think oh, the okay. meaningfulness for people, because it is the okay. details, but I love the interpretation. And that's what we're... All right. Thinking. A compulsive focus on your dreams and ideals and having them flow into realization in harmony with other people. Mm. Okay. That's power. Then we've got... This is the strongest midpoint in the natal chart. A midpoint being where one planet is sitting exactly in the middle between two others. And here the sun is sitting there right in the middle between Mercury and Mars. This has to do with a lot of mental energy, the potential to learn and develop new ideas, and to try to act on your ideas. Also, possibly you may get frustrated and angry if you're opposed. So just be aware. Now, here's the thing. These distances between the planets form aspects besides the ones we normally aspect the chart with. And in this particular case, this midpoint, you can see the three parts of the relationship. It's got 41 aspects on it. So this is like a 41 triangle in the natal chart. We just don't normally, we can't aspect everything. So we don't normally see it. What 41 is about is bridging the gap between you and others. So that others resonate with what you are transmitting. So here we are seeking to bridge a gap in understanding because it's the sun at Mercury, Mars, and transmit to others what we have learned. Now, we also look at when one midpoint lines up with another, as you can see here. Now, this includes opposing positions, seven of Gemini, seven of Sag, seven of Sag. And um, when you have midpoints line up, you get these resonating patterns but you can see this is the strongest of the three midpoints. Linda, can you explain resonating? Yeah. Um, resonating is like when you walk into a room and you say, oh, the vibe feels good. It's, it's a sense of just a feeling to the energy. And when you're talking about planet 
pairs that are resonating together, they generate a common feeling. It's a little more subtle than an aspect circuit, but it's as powerful. It really has a big influence on us. Yes, thank you. So and, if I might say that would be like Pythagoras with music. Yes. That it, in other words, strings resonate. Mm -hmm. That's, yes, that's a, that's a really good example. The other example people know about is a tuning fork. If you have two tuning forks of the same frequency sitting on different tables in the room, you strike one, the other one will resonate. They'll both start sounding. And this is, this is an example of this resonating process, that whole energy frequency. It's a vibration, folks. It's a vibration that's hitting our systems, our energy systems, and it's part of the music of the spheres. The thing with the music of the spheres is we feel it in our system. We don't hear it with our ears. So when you have these midpoints line up, you get this amazing thing happen. The green lines across here are equal length and they're resonating together. The purple lines are equal length and they are resonating together. So what we have here is Mercury, Saturn, Venus, Neptune, analysis of beautiful dreams by being fascinated by the ideas related to essential and long-lasting beauty. This is about what has a what is really fundamental, working to communicate beautiful spiritual understandings. Mm. That's the potential, folks. Remember, the chart shows us what can happen when we're looking at these transit charts. It doesn't, it's not like some kind of somebody with a gun on you that's forcing you to do something. But it shows you the energies that are there that you have the potential to work with. And when you work with them, amazing things happen. So then we have, uh, if you can go back one slide, thank you. So we have Neptune and it's making a uh, midpoint or to Venus and Uranus, I mean, Venus and uh, Pallas, right? And uh, uh, not Pallas. Um, uh, I can't see it. Venus and Neptune midpoint with Mercury and Saturn. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so what we can do then, of course, is to read the, it brings in more interpretation because we're looking at this uh, Saturn Venus can be read as well as Neptune and Mercury. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What happens there is the Venus Saturn and the Neptune Mercury are working together when one of them has activated, the other one's activated and that activates Saturn the, the purple line, Saturn, Neptune, and Venus, Mercury. And I gave you here written a basic interpretation of how all those energies work together. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you both bring up the fact of the diagonals and lines because, as, as Richard, you've indicated that bringing up those diagonal, from what I remember, it's the strong, very strong, a little bit stronger than the sides even. Yeah, it is. It's so, a little stronger than the sides. So that focus is... It's, uh, I think you know, looking at your interpretation, um, uh, Linda, 
you say essential and long-lasting beauty, that's perfect for Saturn, which Saturn Venus. Yeah, Saturn and Venus. You know, Venus is what is beautiful, and Saturn is what is long-lasting. So it certainly can uh, uh, if you just kind of play with those plants and their meanings. Mm -hmm. um, it brings some, uh, as you said, long-lasting beauty. And then working with communicate, uh, to communicate brings in that Mercury uh, and Neptune spiritual understandings. Yeah, that's Mercury and Neptune. Um, Neptune always finds things fascinating, amazing, and that they feel like they're out of this world. And when it's working with Mercury, it's really into ideas, the thing Mercury operates in relation to. One of the things that's... Imagination, maybe? Yeah, Neptune can tie into imagination, yeah. Um, one of the things that's really maybe different about vibrational astrology is we use very simple meanings, energy meanings, for each of the planets. But when you start combining them together and looking at how they're operating in the vibrations, you get a very detailed explanation of things. Okay, so this is the strongest isotrap. There's a second one here. You can see all these lines. This is the second strongest. And this is Venus-Neptune with Mars-Pluto. This one is kind of interesting because this is, this is pretty romantic, folks. Beautiful romantic ideals and visions that you are compulsively driven to accomplish. But remember, this is this one and the other one are both in there. Okay. You, you follow your dream based on an irrational attraction to beauty. You're passionately wanting a direct relationship with your passions. That is um, the, the passionately wanting it is a Neptune-Pluto the direct relationship with your passions is Venus Mars is that direct relationship into things and Neptune Pluto is the passion. So that's how they're they're kind of combining together. Did you yeah. want to comment, Richard? I was just uh, astounded to see the uh, uh, that Pluto Venus that that deep dive into it sure is a deep dive yeah it can be uh and of course uh, venus can hear the uh, uh that music and what is pleasurable uh yes. what is fun and uh um can be artistic of course and then uh, pluto is that deep dive it goes underneath the surface yeah, yeah venus pluto is an irrational you, you this is an attraction that you feel that it, it doesn't have to make sense. It's there. No. It, it's overwhelming. And it, it, it has nothing to do with logic, folks. No. <laughs> Just go for it. Just go yeah, for it. I really in, appreciate that, your wording of irrational passion. Because it, mm -hmm. it especially since earlier there was the mercury. So it really elicits depth potency so yeah. thank you for both bringing that okay i think we're going to get the natal chart done before the break let's see here here's the last of the isotropes this is the weakest of the three this is mercury saturn with mars pluto and in this case a compulsive need to act that's the mars pluto based on analysis of what is essential mercury saturn this involves intensely focused determination 
um, that is um, to do what needs to be done. That's Pluto, Mercury, and Mars, Saturn. And at this, this is involves studying to figure out what is the true foundation to focus on. That's the sidelines. Saturn, Pluto, finding the essential foundational truths and getting rid of everything else. Mercury, Mars, the study of Saturn, Pluto in this case. Yeah, the uh, very powerful because we had the um, uh, Pluto or the um, Saturn, Venus prior, but now we have that Pluto, Mercury. And right. again, it's another deep dive. Um, yeah, it sure is. Communication and can be irrational and compulsive. Yeah. See, so basically we have six planets here. Yes. We have um, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto. And they're all doing this resonant vibratory dance with each other that you've got some description of, I could have gone deeper and gone into more, but this is as much as I thought I could get on in the amount of time we have here on the show. So let's see here. Okay, so here's a summary of the natal chart information, a compulsive focus on your dreams and ideals, having them flow into realization in harmony with other people, a lot of mental energy potential to learn and develop new ideas and to try to act on your ideas, seeking to bridge the gap in understanding and transmit to others what you have learned. Then the three isotopes. Analysis of beautiful dreams by being fascinated by ideas related to essential and long-lasting beauty. Working to communicate beautiful spiritual understandings connected with beautiful romantic dreams and visions that you're compulsively driven to accomplish as you follow your dream based on an irrational attraction to beauty, passionately wanting a direct relationship with your passions. Some people may find some very beautiful personal things in this energy this fall. A compulsive need to act based on analysis of what is essential. This involves intensely focusing on what needs to be done while studying to figure out what's the really important things to focus on. That's the things that the fall equinox is telling us about. And um, so let's see. Did I'm okay, not sure. It looks, okay, we've got uh, like four minutes. Okay, so let me just go on here to just start. What Unless, if you feel that, which Richard, would you want to discuss a little bit how that works, or with your timing, Linda? Do you want to go on, or uh, I'm open to whatever. You got some stuff you want to share, Richard? Here's here's the summary yeah. of the natal chart. That's so pretty this, powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, again, what's striking about the fall equinox? We're, we're still in the previous equinox. We're still working on that energy. At but the we're end. coming into this. So mm -hmm. it'll be, you know, be phased in uh, at the equinox. And these are things that, you know, we can follow ourselves. It's taken as an individual, but it also applies to the planet. 
So this could be geopolitical. This could be uh, just about countries. It could be about the peoples of the country. So it can be applied kind of in a universal way. Is that not correct? If you recognize the principles yeah. that are flowing in the energy field at this time, if you kind of grab a hold of those principles, like the ring on the merry-go-round, as, as the, um, they are your cues as to how to get into the energies in a way that the universe supports what you're doing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like Richard, I, I would think, I know for myself, this using the word resonates, but really speaks to me personally. I find that this is so on cue. And would you also, both of you, wouldn't you say that this seems like very, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I mean, some feedback here. I mean, it, re, it relates. It relates to myself personally. I know it I'm, does. Uh -huh. yeah. It, and it relates, I think it relates both on a personal level and to what we're seeing happening in the world around us. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, if we would like, we could take our little uh, half hour break sooner and then we have a little more time. Why don't, we do, it? Why don't we do it now? Okay. Life is mutable. We are in a flexible world. This is Good Vibrations panel with Linda Berry and Richard Smoot and myself about the fall equinox. We're looking at the energy. We'll be right back and thank you. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Virgo. By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable earth sign duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines heals or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's an encore presentation. Tune in to hear our last healing show with Dr. Nels Rasmussen and Sister Linda Rasmussen. Together, they help listeners and their animal friends with emotional, behavior, and physical issues. And you can get a surrogate healing just by tuning in and following Linda's instructions. Hope you can join us. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, 
The entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Hi again. We are back. And we're with, okay, Linda, if you would like to continue, although I will say, let's bring up how to contact people right now. Often we say, what's the new calendar? But with Linda Berry, her website is Astrological Depth. I have to say that's D-E-P-H. D-P-T-H. D-E-P-T-H, yes. Uh, (laughs) Right. And is it .com or org? I thought it was org. No, that's .com. It's astrosleuth.org. Oh, that's okay. the other site. No, astrologicaldepth.com. It probably should be astrosleuth.com that listed up here because that's the one that's more connected to the school. Um, my email is linda at astrologicaldepth.com. Okay. Well, maybe, Nate, can you change that now? I don't know if you have that facility at the back end, but I'd like people to, at any rate, go to Talk Cosmos if you're lost, because I have all the bios there and you can Without find the Linda. Nathan. Yeah. There okay, cool. Done. <laughs> Magic happening. Awesome. And Richard Smoot. To contact Richard, go to astrosmoot.gmail.com for consultations, publishing, you name it. Richard has some answers. <laughs> so it's good. We're almost twins. He's Astro Smoot and I'm Astro Sleuth. Yeah. Hey, I like it. <laughs> I like simple. I like things. Things like that get me going. Okay. Well, things are working. Now let's get back to this program. We have the second half, and I know you're okay. Have, yep. Let's look at go out into the world of vibrations. We look at a lot of vibrations in vibrational astrology. We oftentimes look at up to vibration 360 and beyond. However, for transiting situations like the fall equinox, which only last a little while, vibrations up to 32 are the ones that we tend to register in our lives the most. And this particular case, it's vibration 29 that is the strongest of the first 32. And vibration 29, David came out with some new meanings for it at the Vibrational Astrology Conference. This is the main part of that. There was a little more to it. Seeking to establish healthy, organically flowing systems within social structures. And then some additional research I did in August showed that this was related to balancing out the stresses in society, working on releasing them incrementally. So this is what we've got as a focus for the fall, to work on balancing out some of the stresses in society by releasing them incrementally. And these are especially stresses in this vibration where they're, that are created by a difference in level of power. I thought it was just really fascinating. Um, a quick two seconds. Um, Vilanjeri Gaetano 
was the strongest person with vibration 29 by the way I was picking the vibration, picking the way I was, um, the criteria I was using for selection of the charts. And he was a lawyer and philosopher in the 1700s who was very upset that the medieval hierarchy, the medieval um, landowners and so on, had, were taking so much of the power and energy that it was hurting the everyday people. Isn't this interesting? And he communicated with all, lots of the, he had a short life, but he communicated with a lot of the philosophers and people around Europe. He also had a several year ongoing communication with Benjamin Franklin. And this is about how the United States was founded, folks. The material in the Declaration of Independence about everybody being endowed with unalienable rights for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Benjamin Franklin got that from Phil and Jerry Gaetano. Amazing. This is yeah. like this <laughs> vibration 29 is embedded in the core of the United States Constitution, folks. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. I love this. And it really shows the standard of ex perfect example. Thank you for establishing. So, and, and so this is especially focused this fall, the whole area of addressing imbalances in power where one group has too much power and they are other groups are not getting enough power to function well sound a little bit familiar huh <laughs> okay so that's the focus this fall now net uranus is like the focal point for the stuff that's happening in this and you'll see it in the next couple of slides Uranus is about what's happening, about responding in the moment. But what is going on with Uranus is that Uranus is attuned to the waves and cycles of the moment. It feels them on this vibrational level down in the gut. And it formulates a way to operate out of what it feels. This is why Uranus can sometimes be unpredictable because it's listen, it's hearing a different drummer. It's hearing the moment, the cat patterns of the moment. It, so, does, it doesn't seem to want to um, hold back either. It doesn't no. care about the consequence. Nope. <laughs> okay. So here is your, the sun focus. There's a sun focus and a moon focus, which also shows how important this 29 is because it's based off of the sun and the moon. Um, here is the sun, Jupiter, Uranus, and Pluto. Those are the four points that are marked on the screen. And this is about being involved in an intense cycle, Pluto, of expansion, Jupiter, where more people are included in the benefits of society through a redistribution of power. 29. And the cycle was Uranus, by the way. Okay. Now, that was the strongest pattern. But we also have a moon focus. Moon, Saturn, Uranus. To have both 
Uranus is connected to both the sun and the moon. See, Uranus is conjunct the moon, square the sun. This really indicates that this is personally important to people when it involves the sun and the moon. So here with moon, Saturn, Uranus, we have the importance of each person forming their own understanding. Now, it's of society because this is vibration 29. And working to make changes that create healthier, organically flowing systems in society. Yeah. Okay, so that's 29, folks. And that is the energy that's going, woo, 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 vibrating through the whole world for the next three months. So, now, I wanted to put this in. Um, because this is a, a strong quincunx from Sun, Jupiter to Mercury. This is in 32. Vibration 32 is the highest one we're looking at right now. Um, it's about long-term plans to truly be or express yourself. This is things that you think about and work on deep inside of you. You may not even tell anybody else. It's just that feeling around down inside of you. What is it that's really the true expression of myself? That kind of thing. When you have quincunxes in trances, we know they do some additional things in the, in the natal charts, but in transits, they do have to do with making adjustments. And so there is a need to adjust these long-term plans because this is 32 that you've been developing within you based on Mercury, Jupiter, folks, a clear perception of the big picture. So basically, you look at what you want, and you look at how it fits into everything else around, and you realize how you need to adjust what you're aiming for to work with everything else. That's and as we saw on the other slide, we had... Um, uh, it was uh, Moon Saturn. Yeah. And that brings in the, I think, the history. Uh, yeah, it does. Looking at the history. And and the really deep patterns, too. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So That here seems like such a blueprint. I mean, I'm seeing this as a real guidance. It's powerful. On a personal level, I'm glad you mm -hmm. bring that Okay, attention. so here's the summary. And it wouldn't all fit on one page. So I put the first four things and I dropped the first one and put the second through the fifth on the second page. So evaluation of your dreams ideals to see what really fits with reality and what is romantic fantasy. Being involved in an intense cycle of expansion where more people are included in the benefits of society through a redistribution of power. And the importance of each person forming their own understanding of the society, working to make changes that create healthier, organically flowing systems in the society. A need to adjust the long-term plan you've been developing you within, that you've been developing within you based on a clear perception of the big picture. And then, okay, lost the last one. Now, as last time, talking about the quincunxes, 
the strongest quincunx patterns in the first 32 vibrations. These give us clues as to how we can learn and how we can, what we need to work on to make these energies work more effective. So, oh, this is where I did the five things. That's what it was. It was, it was here, not above. Okay. So here are your strong quincunx patterns. First moon quincunx Saturn in 22 of all things, Richard, to be dissatisfied and restlessly seeking a better inner feeling for what is essential and of long-term importance. This is external work and internal work all at the same time. Now, then you've got 10 and this one, listen, I've got this one highlighted because this involved moon, quincunx, Jupiter, and Pluto, quincunx, Eris. And you've got Pluto and Eris. Pluto is the passionate compulsive pattern to, a, to and, and Eris is radical inclusion the things that must be included. And here's the thing with Eris. You ignore Eris at your own risk because the people that do not follow the pattern that Eris is saying we need to do, they will have consequences. So what it, we have here is a demand that you operate within the framework of a pleasant social mood and atmosphere. Think about that. If you do not operate in a pleasant, social, respectful atmosphere in your interactions with others, it will bounce back on you big time. Eris has an awfully big baseball bat, let me tell you. Mm. And... Um, and she has no compunctions about applying it. So this is a general guideline. It's very important this fall. And apply this to your governmental systems. Think about this. If your governmental people that don't necessarily agree with each other cannot operate in a pleasant social atmosphere, then it will bounce back on them, folks. That's that also that kind is. of uh, harkens in social media, and the and this would apply to social media also, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. the the the, the uh, you know with the uh, Twitter going to X has become more uh, right. politically, uh, mm -hmm. and people are vile against each other. I mean, they do yeah. a lot of. Eris uh, mm -hmm. uh, says that can't continue. Yeah, a and so. Just watch the people who are refusing to operate in this way. Watch them for a few months and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. I, I might just say for people that are not vibrational, because all three of us, of course, are focused that way. But th just to mention that those first digits that you might see for those people that aren't listening but watching the YouTube, those relate to the vibration. So this would be a vibration 10 with... Right. Okay, just, but I know you know this, but I'm just mentioning to our no, audience. I'm just yeah. confirming with, yes, it, that, okay. does, yeah. that is in vibration 10. But here's the thing. That is based on an aspect in the natal chart that is very exact. In this particular case, it would be an aspect of 
it's about dividing the circle into 120 pieces. And, and Linda, I, I just want to clarify, all I'm bringing up is that if I read that and I didn't know, there's no V in front of the 10. I should have That's put the all. V in front yeah, of the Yeah, just to mind. let people know that yes. that does not relate to the as to afterwards. It's I'm glad. About, I'm glad you yeah, said that. That's too. all I'm saying. Okay. Thank yeah. You. This first okay. number in each of these is a vibration. Okay. That's okay. All. The third Thank one you. is vibration nine, which has to do with our relationship to community. And so we've got Uranus. This is a yod too. Uranus, Neptune and moon Uranus. The need of the community to awaken and have a revelation of how it wants to operate. There's a call here for a greater community awareness. And then the next one, I'm going to go to the next page where we can see it better. See, I told you, see, now the last one's down here. See, this is two through five. Okay, so this is 32. This is the one we looked at already um, that, that I showed you the, the um, chart for. The need to adjust the long-term plan you've been be developing based on a clear perception of the big picture. And the final one is vibration 24. And I just put some arrows by to show it was new on this page. Um, this is Mercury with Venus and Mars with Neptune. And this is a need to act to bring your dreams into reality through beautiful communication that recognizes that you need to act from a place of harmony with others who may be inclined to disagree with you. You need to find a way to operate that is that that works with those who see things differently. This this is just an ongoing theme in the fall equinox. Okay, so now we get to look at the Sabian symbols. Yeah, and, and I might I was gonna say to uh, Richard because because I know you know this, Linda, but I'm just thinking that reminds me that about the gap, right, Richard? Remember in the very beginning, it's bridging the gap. Yeah. Bridging the gap. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of it really is like a second layer of emphasis. Mm -hmm. of I'd like to remind the audience too that when we're looking at vibrations, it's what what are the fractions that are going on there. So if you have ten, that is uh, uh, two times five, and if you have thirty-two. That brings in some squares, uh, and so there's the the quality of a square is kind of going on. It's not, and that's um, uh, so there's an awareness that needs to be um, recognized. Okay, so now the Sabian symbols. Oh dear, that's right. Um, this is these letters are supposed to be astrological signs. Oh, that's right. Because we're translating. We're yeah, yeah. That's right. The, the systems, folks. The but that's okay. okay. This can, is this is on. the sun to the moon. This is a distance from the sun to the moon, and it is, um, I believe it's six of yeah, it is six of Cancer, slightly over six of Cancer. The Sabian symbol is seven of Cancer. It's written out down here, so you can see it. You can tell what you're looking at. And the symbol, the main symbol for the sun-moon distance for the fall equinox 
is two fairies on a moonlit night. <laughs> I like Isn't it. that interesting? Yeah. You are discovering two amazing, wonderful, magical potentials illuminated in the darkness within you. There is a sensitive, receptive potential and the potential to act in effective ways that bring your dreams to life. This shows that you are capable of being more than you ever dreamed of. Now, the flip side of the coin on this is the potential for misunderstanding, for getting caught in illusion and fantasy, becoming confused and irresponsible. So there's, there's always a choice, folks, in how we use an energy within us. Okay, now we have two more levels to this. Here we have the sun, moon. This is 18 of Virgo, 12 minutes and two seconds. The sa that makes a Sabian symbol is always rounds up to the next degree. 19 of Virgo. And this one goes into the theme we've been seeing in all the aspect patterns, a swimming race, learning to work through the emotional issues and attitudes blocking you from forming an integrated disciplined structure that can work with others to reach a goal. Does and, tie it together. And mm -hmm. it's, it's the, the flip side of the coin is to be focused on winning at all costs seeing every interaction in terms of competition and winners and losers. I don't think does. I have to say any more. <laughs> okay, in the third level, this one is really promising. This is sun to moon, 26 of Aries, 36 minutes, 20 seconds, which is a Sabian symbol of 27 of Aries lost opportunity regained in the imagination you are getting a second chance enabling you to reconnect with lost opportunities through the use of your imagination Beautiful. that's the point of hope there or you're getting caught up in loss and despair Failing to believe in yourself and closing your imagination down with the result that you fail. So I guess you have to be friendly to yourself and harmonize, <laughs> not just other people. You, you, you know, loving yourself is the, is the foundation under everything. Recognizing the beauty and the wonder we have inside of us and in other people. We can't just focus on, look at how great I am. I'm better than you. <laughs> no. Okay. So now this is just summarized here. And I, and I kind of tried to pull the, the opportunities in the combined symbols. Capable of being more than you ever dreamed of, forming an integrated discipline structure that can work with others to reach a goal, reconnecting with lost opportunities through the imagination. So, isn't that amazing? And this is a recap of the pitfalls. We've already looked at them. It, you got it on the screen there. You can go over it and see if there's anything there. Remember, this is not you're not stuck in anything. You can reverse your pattern and move into the more positive expressions. Thank you for being with us this day. May your fall be blessed with new awareness 
of who you truly are. Oh, thank you. Absolutely beautiful. It's a potent time. I feel as though they've already begun with dreams. Yes, Richard? And Nate, we might just show, yes, there we are. If people want to watch the the entire storyline, it started, let's say, in December last year, but now we're at the top the autumn equinox. Yeah. So hey, tell the, them the date of the next one so they can mark their Oh, calendars. yes, thank you. Save December 17th. It's just before Christmas. It's December 17th, and Richard Smoot and Linda Berry will be back for this seasonal Good Vibrations panel. For the winter solstice. Yes, we'll for the back. winter. We'll be back. And we'll find out, you know, maybe we need to incorporate what we've done with our previous time. I feel like this is a blueprint pattern. I'm so glad for the outline of life. I'm on board. And then just to bring up that there is a, if you sign up for my emails and you'll get all kinds of conferences happening. But thank you, everybody. This is... uh, I think I'll just sign off and let us talk here, the three of us. It's beautiful. Richard, what's your thought on all of this? I'd love to. We have about a minute or so before we close off. Well, you know, I, again, I, um, using vibrational astrology, which it's, you know, it's incorporating all these other astrologies that we've had over the centuries but then doing a evidence-based analysis of it to get at the core. So it's not better than any other astrology. It's in addition to other astrology and adds other layers to it because it is evidence-based. And evidence-based to me, and uh, I know some of the research, I don't do the research uh, as much as Linda and others do, but it is, um, uh, it is, um, Oh, what can I say? Uh, uh, it is. Um, it adds to. So I guess we're getting the music to leave. Oh, it's fine. We we have a little bit of a segue. You can talk into the sound as we're going off stage, right? No, it's good. Thank you. That's a very incorporative yeah. way of yes, adding and Linda. Just remember it. that we can choose which direction we operate and how much we operate out of love and caring versus out of selfish. Ah, no. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Yeah. Goody. Well, we'll be back and we'll continue. We'll go ahead and thank you to our audience very much. Please sign up and we'll we'll connect again. See you, Richard, and see you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. Cosmic Pathway.